Welcome to the Dark Path Podcast. It's been six weeks or so since I was able to put up a post. So let's catch up a bit. Um, of course, the holidays were uh, part of the reason that I haven't been uh, able to put anything up for the last little while. So uh, give that its due. But the situation here in BC and with my business has been quite complicated and stressful. So the restrictions that were put into gear around December 20th or so um, uh, prevented me from being able to do normal classes and train with a group of people. And so uh, I took my holidays anyways and then um, came back after New Year's and was doing private lessons for a couple weeks and then um, found out on Tuesday, January 18th, that the gyms would be allowed to reopen exercise facilities on the 20th, which is tomorrow. And so I'm going to do that and it's sort of... It, it, you know, it, it, it's, I think it's safe to assume that this is going to last for a little while because the seasonality of this should be coming down now to some degree. But I, I keep saying to people who, who will listen and think about it is like, what's, what says this isn't going to happen next year, right? Like, so I, these kinds of roller coaster ride up and down, um, in and out restrictions are just terrible. Terrible for business, terrible for people's lives, for the routines of things. Anyway, I am going to be running classes again, so at least that's something. A bit more opening up is happening. More than simply um, seeing things open up, of course, the news today was that the UK is going to be dropping the majority of their restrictions, particularly the mask mandates as well as the vaccine passes for venues and such. So that's it's very good news. It's always, to me, it's I'm always greet this kind of stuff with a skeptical mind frame because at this point, um, having been lied to for as long as we've been lied to, there's no reason, I believe, to just sort of take things on their face value without considering um, what's going on. But still, that's a very much the right step, so it's something. Now, um, just a quick note. I will be doing more of these kinds of podcasts at least once a week. I'll be making an update. I'll call this a weekly update. Previously, when I had been um, doing the podcast where I was just talking myself, um, I had written those out in, in beforehand and spent a lot of time with them because because it's interesting. Um, I, I, you know, I'm still fairly new at this and I'm, I'm trying to frame up how I want to say what, what I want to say, how I want to say what I want to say. And, and those first few of them were on topics that were really important. I felt like it was important to flesh out those ideas really distinctly and articulate them as best I could. And so I will continue to do that. I'll, uh, once in a while, I'll um, throw up a, um, definitely a, a podcast where I'll get into some very specifics and I'll have really, really made sure I'm saying exactly what I want to say. But part of this also is just the conversation. So this is an ongoing conversation. And anybody listening to it is welcome to um, have a comment back and and make it a dialogue because that is fun. Fun dialogues are fun. So 
let's get back to the idea of opening somewhat. BC is allowing my businesses like mine to open again, which is, is it's not even notable as a particularly great thing, but it's something. But the UK one is particular. That one is interesting because that's a big pile of openings, a big pile of <laughs> openings, a big, a big amount of opening happening. And it makes me think of the importance of balance in terms of justice overall. I so so let's take an example. Um, in, here in British Columbia, Canada, um, our um, one of our main uh, health bureaucrats, uh, health government officials, is a lady named Dr. Bonnie Henry. Now, I don't personally care too much about what happens to her as an individual going forward. She'll have done the thing she's done. She'll have to look in the mirror and take on that responsibility herself. But what I'm concerned about is that people in her role as government aren't held accountable to decisions that have to be defended. You have to be able to back up why you did what you did, especially over time. I think we can all have pretty good understanding of that initial moment of fear when it hits you. You know, the pandemic just started and what the hell is going on? What does this mean? What is, you know, that that's definitely one thing, but it's never, never changing your view, always pushing the same, you know, I, perspective all the time never so that's not okay what justice means in that sense i don't know i don't know what the laws would be that might be applicable in any way but some recognition of the disaster that has unfolded definitely must be um must be processed if this is going to be something we can leave behind you know whatever isn't processed stays with you until it is processed so we have this ongoing game of the politicians say this, the media repeats it, you're in the middle trying to figure it out. There are some bright sides um, to some of it, especially uh, if you know how to kind of filter through your, your people online, people on social media. I want to give a shout out here to uh, a particular Twitter handle, uh, person who is Ryan S-A-B-C, just all together, uh, R-Y-A-N-S-A-B-C, uh, all capital letters. And he's been doing a fantastic job of breaking down BC uh, COVID data in a realistic way. And I think it's 10 times more accurate and reliable than um, say Richard Zussman or um, What's the other names there? That are, but those the the reporters that just repeat what the government wants to say, the repeaters. Um, so big shout out to him. That was some great work. Hope that continues. Now uh, we can go further into some crazy BC politics right now and just uh, life right now in BC because BC is the westernmost province of Canada and um, is a beautiful place. Ge the geography, the landscape, the whatever you want to call it, oh, it's just gorgeous out here. The ocean, the mountains, we have all kinds of things. You can travel across BC and you see deserts and you can see incredible mountainscapes. And Anyway, it's a wonderful place that way. But um, in terms of politics and, and people's behavior, we're definitely uh, suffering a lot of the weight of... Uh, well, the extreme neurotic 
hypochondriac style response to the world right now. And so this is a perfect example of it in, in a small town called Armstrong. And I think maybe in some other towns, but I can't be sure about that. Um, some teachers are refusing to teach kids because not enough of those kids are willing to wear masks. It's one of these things where you can't really believe it's real because it just sounds so silly and absurd. Like, you're a teacher who doesn't want to look at children's faces? Well, no, you're afraid that you're going to catch a deadly disease that you've been vaccinated against almost, and you know, and certainly if you're afraid of it that much. So why do you want to be a teacher still? What, what is it that you want to accomplish by being a teacher? Because if it's just the paycheck, then maybe it's time to think about something else. Um, which is why I did the whole podcast I did in the fall on um, masks in general, because the, the loss of the social connection that being able to see and interact with the human face uh, allows for, which is absolutely evolved for a reason. Um, that's a big deal, especially for children, especially for children. But I mean, we all need to socialize and connect with each other. That's not just children, but children, of course, need it because it frames their entire life, their experiences of childhood, or if they're not, if, if, if they don't feel like they can connect with other people in the world, this is a terrible thing. Anyway, that is a, well, that is an example of something where a person isn't taking responsibility for their own fear. So, I think the virus has been particularly hard to peop for people to process as a fear because you can't see it. It's just out there, all over, anywhere. And that, if you're prone to anxiety and or, or you've never really figured out how to develop confidence um, in certain ways, um, that can really overwhelm you. So... One of the things that the mind will do, inevitably, if, if you're constantly feeling the pressure of, of a free-floating and, and disattached, as they would say, um, uh, anxiety, is it'll try to you know, figure out a way to project that anxiety onto something else. Um, and then that's where you get a lot of totalitarian kind of behavior, where it's just like, if you just do this thing, I won't feel anxiety. I won't feel afraid. And of course, that isn't a deal that makes that doesn't work because it's you can't get another person to make you feel anything. Um, but you can see, anyways, in this case, that that's what's happening with these poor kids. They're being forced to wear masks all day, and to and to just even be, you know, in any way believe that they're they're at a particular risk or that their lives need to be hindered in the way that they have been. It, there was a video I saw, a UK video on one of the news networks where this young girl was talking about how much she feels she's lost in the last two years and she must have been a teenager, she's 16, 17. And it was, it was it's, you know, it's terrible. It's terrible what's happened, it really is. Those poor kids, they didn't need to go through this. We should have been, we should have done better for them. So, well, that's not all. Um, actually, I also want to mention something else I saw, but a different Canadian province, because Canada certainly is right at the top of the lunacy pile right now. 
um, is Quebec, which is pushing much more obviously spiteful, resentful policies, like blatantly forward. Um, some kids show where the kids were encouraged to say that they would call the police on people that don't want to get vaccinated, something like that. As if, as if, if any part of that made any sense or was in any way acceptable, I can't see it. I mean, how else do you create the worst outcomes of segregation and discrimination than to teach the children that the other is that bad that just simply their existence is somehow a problem that needs to be solved? That is just... That's painful. But here we are. And this is what is going on. So it leads to what, what not what, what limits are going to come naturally to stop. Like it's not about what's going to bring this to an end on its own. It's about what can you do to put the brakes on in your little circle in life? Because if I could change the mandates on a provincial level or federal level myself, of course I would, but I can't do that. But what I can do is at least not engage to whatever level is possible. And, I, and when I say that, I mean, I know people that work in like healthcare and I know people that work in a lot of places where they're, they really are, are on a tightrope and, and, and they need, everybody needs income. You've got to have some money. So you've got to balance that out. And I know that. But wherever you can, put the brakes on. Put the brakes on. Wherever you can, especially talking about the kids again, right? Use that as an example. I mean, like the kids don't need to go through school like this. Um, and, and of course, you know, the, the, the famous and well understood um, precept is like don't lie to yourself don't look in the mirror and try to convince yourself of things that aren't true that you know aren't true so you know that's that's well out there and that's well understood out there what also has to happen though um is people need to be able to start reconnecting with each other in meaningful ways so to the people that are just terrified of getting out of their house you're probably not listening to this anyways but if you're if you're if you're shaking it off and you're and you're and you're starting to want to, you know, get get life happening again, get the juices flowing again, go spend time with other people. Have a little party. Have a big party. Put on a concert with your friends. Go put on a play with your friends. Organize some really interesting, you know, games. Whatever it is that you want to do, get get used to seeing other people again. Get used to talking to other people, dancing with other people, um, giving other people hugs. That's going to be the a big deal, <laughs> and as crazy as that is, that is going to be a big deal. People are going to get a lot of emotional responses. I had a student come in for a private lesson in the last um, uh, couple weeks when I wasn't allowed to do group classes, um, and after the lesson, we just talked for a little while, and and they came to tears, and it was the first time in who knows how long that they were able to sit with somebody and just relax and talk and not wear a mask and like actually see each other's faces and actually um, recognize that there's another human being here and 
that's listening to you, like that basic experience, it's a big deal. It resets your it resets your nervous system. It resets your body in a way that really matters. And um, that's one of the things I was I want to do a more in depth podcast on actually and uh, get into is is just how important our perception of our social interactions is for our actual health. That isn't really where I want to go today though. Today I just want to sort of catch up and say hello and here's my thoughts for the moment and what what's what's going on. And also invite anyone who wants to uh, engage in a dialogue to speak back, to say something. I'd like to hear feedback on any of anything I say, of course. I'm 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 learning as I go. <laughs> I'm very interested, let's say, in the next few weeks. So I'm going to get classes going on again. Um, that means I'm going to have people come together and exercise in a group in a room by the, without forcing masks on them because they're exercising. That's technically the, the, what the rule is. is you, you, as long as you're exercising, you don't have to wear a mask. And um, I'm sure there's going to be anxiety. I'm sure there's going to be trepidation about doing that. Um, of course, it's crazy that our health experts don't stress the importance of doing that. But regardless, it's going to be an interesting thing. And um, the students that I have in the dojo still, um, there's a large swath of um, different perspectives there. Some people are much more nervous than others. Um, of course, that's to be expected. And I want to take the time it needs to take for people to come back, but I also want to make sure that people that are willing to come back just can come back because we all need to, to reintroduce ourselves to that life that we used to know. Now, I don't want to talk purely about COVID alone. Um, that tends to be just the topic that uh, undermines so much right now, under, undercuts so much right now. Um, but I want to talk about some other things too. Let's talk about strategy and combat. Now, I can't deny that there's relevance to this with previous COVID issues I was speaking about, but there's just relevance to everything. So maybe we'll actually we'll start with, uh, I'll start with talking about this. How about this? Interaction. What is an interaction? Two things are in a vicinity or close enough to each other that they affect each, have an effect on each other in some way. That's a relationship. Any sort of relationship can exist. It can be indirect relationship too, of course. Um, two things cannot have a direct contact with each other, but through a string of connections can have um, interactions that do feed each other in certain ways. So at its basis, it's, it's how everything relates to everything else. And one of the things about nature and life is that it can be a very, there can be a lot of friction, there can be um, and it can be very smooth. The relationships can go in extreme different types and ways. I've always gained, gained a great deal of um, knowledge, I think, from paying attention to animals. Particularly, I've always found predator-prey relationships um, very interesting, even though at the heart of that relationship is literally one creature eating the other one, sometimes eating it alive. It's still a relationship, and there's still a very dynamic interaction between the animals as a whole and as even the individual animals sometimes, uh, at times. But it's all relationships. So you have a relationship with your family, with your pets, 
uh, with your coworkers, you have a relationship with society at large, you have a relationship with nature, you have a relationship with the universe, you have a relationship with your belief system. All these different places are points of two things coming together and then interacting in some way. And now, you want to guide that through a lens in which you can achieve an end that is at least not harmful, if not beneficial, ideally beneficial. And avoid any times where that interaction leads to um, damage or, or loss in some way, of course. So that means in some ways you're having a battle with the universe in order to stay alive, to achieve your life. Battle is maybe not the right word, but it's definitely a push and pull, a relationship in which you, as one thing, interact with many, many other things. And of course, that's true of everybody from their own personal perspective. So when I say strategy, on the large scale, it's how does all of those interactions work to the best potential? What do you want to achieve in every single interaction you have, ultimately, ideally, is a, is a gain. Now that gain can be a gain of knowledge, it can be a gain of financial value, um, it can be a gain of experience, it can be a gain of a, a different things. But it's the idea that really, both people, both things are going to either gain together or at least neither, neither of them lose anything. So for instance, if I go hike a mountain um, and I am taking the view the mountain offers me, um, I gain for sure. The mountain, I don't know if it gains necessarily from that exactly, but it definitely doesn't lose either. You know, very respectful to the mountain. So in any case, um, this is what you want as a name. Now, you can have a negative experience that ends up teaching you a whole pile of things. So there's a lot of value in that experience depending on how what you do with it and how you respond to it and what actually happens. So maybe there's people in the world that you dislike. And maybe there's reasons um, that you have for that that are pretty compelling. <clears throat> but if you can't gain any value from that relationship, then it's going to pull you down. So you can have an antagonistic relationship with a person or a group of people in some way, but if you're learning from it, it becomes hard to not appreciate. So, so an example would be two warriors come together for a fight, and because they're both so well-trained, they both gain a tremendous insight and value in their fighting, they might walk away from that, both being thankful to each other. Just as, as an idea, that, that, that mutual competitiveness can actually be quite valuable. And since there's so much fracturing in the world today, there's so much confusion, ridiculous tribalism, one of the things that can help with that, I think, is then the desire to take that interaction, even if it's conflict-based, and learn from it. And take from it what it truly guides you to a better understanding of things. Because the aim ultimately is still to, to have both sides further progress, further their progress in a positive way. 
And of course, that means that, you know, the other side of that is you watch out for if you ever have a desire to pull somebody down, to take their feet out from under them. Um, vengeance and resentment and stuff are poisons. And of course, you don't want to do this. But that, of course, goes back to something I was saying earlier. I said, I'm not super concerned that as an individual, someone like um, Theresa Tam, the um, federal minister of health in Canada, um, is held uh, life is, 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 is really negatively affected by her decisions in the last few years it's that the people in that position that she holds are held accountable the people that take on that role that were willing to get involved in the authoritative authority of the government and then don't take that job don't blatantly tell lies they have an agenda basically I don't even know how to describe it um, but th that can't just be allowed but it's not because the desire is to ruin that person it's because we want to learn from what happened we want to figure out how it happened we want to gain as a society from that experience so that it doesn't happen again and part of that is the accountability to the official because that sort of seals the lesson. It sort of makes the lesson uh, locked in, if you will. Anyways, back to a more of a, a general sense of a life strategy. So over the next while, it's almost certain that different people will be changing their habits in different paces and in different ways. And apart from the f few actual elites at the top of the pyramids of government and power in different ways, which very few of us have any direct relationship with, um, everybody else is a person. Everybody else is a human being. And that means it would be best for us all to try to learn from our responses to each other and to try to aim at reconnecting. And allow ourselves to reconnect because it will be natural to a large degree of course I mean of course we want to reconnect but just be aware and learn and develop yourself through this process rather than kind of unconsciously stumble through it maybe this whole thing can actually be a benefit in the end because it can be such a learning curve it is such a learning curve really I mean I've never seen such a obvious experience and a play out of I don't even know what to call it just human behavior in a way that we haven't seen historically play out this way there's lots to learn here so that's that's kind of my central point through the absurdity and while there needs to be justice and accountability the lessons are a positive if they're acknowledged and recognized and if they're I don't know digested correctly and that means lots of conversations lots of honesty lots of looking each other in the eye and remembering that we care about each other because we are all human beings and that would even include if a person you know snapped out of it and realized they'd been part of the part of the hysteria is to recognize that they can have made a mistake and can move forward. That's going to be an interesting one. But in the end, compassion is what matters the most. There's no doubt about it. So 
So, yeah. I think that'll be kind of where I want to wrap it up. Now, remember, the one thing that you have absolute control over is your own self. And you do it through your breathing mainly. All else fails. Breathe. Take a breath in. Take a breath out. Work out. Exercise. Look at the people you love. Tell them you love them. Enjoy each other. Until next time.